0: You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team, supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. It is our Thursday six-pack of picks. We'll be meeting with Chris Raybon of the Action Network. He's going to make his six-pack of picks. Matt and I will be making our picks on Friday, and we'll be keeping track all season long of how we do with these picks for every week in the NFL. And, of course, we're previewing Thursday night football. Matt, it happens so fast. I can't believe football is already here again this week. Uh, this is great, man. I'm loving this. The NFL season is rolling. It's got it's the Bengals and Browns tonight.
2: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because I think part of it's cuz the Steelers played on Monday night so I'm a day behind on those shows as well through you know the, through the team. But it always happens to me early in the year that I don't quite get in groundhog day mode for a week or two. You know, usually it's like Wednesday at noon I know exactly what I'm doing. So, you know, it, every day is the same week after week and I <laughs> haven't quite gotten in that mode. It feels like a Wednesday to me and it's like, "Oh, there's a game tonight." You know, like I, I was going to meet my wife at my daughter's softball game, and I thought, oh, I forgot. I have a Thursday night show, and there's a game. I can't make it. I, I thought it was Wednesday.
1: It's amazing, and there was no preseason for us either, so maybe that's why all right. of a sudden you jump in and like, oh, yeah, we're rolling. This thing's going to happen really fast. And so Thursday night football, uh, let's jump into this matchup. We've got the and one Bengals traveling to Cleveland to face the O and one Browns. The Browns are favored by six in this one at home.
2: I don't mean to overreact, but there's a couple of these meetings this week that a loss would be a big problem. You know, I mean, Dallas-Atlanta, they're both 0-1. These two are both 0-1, and where the Steelers and especially the Ravens look so strong. You start out 0-2 in this division, you're behind the eight ball in a big way. <sighs> I think it's going to be a very close game. I mean, I, I, we're going to talk some betting stuff here, obviously. You're going to give me six and a half. I'll half. I'll I'll take Cincy all day long.
1: I mean, it's already going to be so difficult for both of these teams, right, in this division. Uh, you can't go 0-2. You flat out can't. And for the Browns, I think more so that expected to compete a little bit more than a team starting a rookie quarterback, even though, you know, you like what you saw from Joe Burrow in Week 1. He didn't light it on fire, but the poise and everything from Joe Burrow in Week 1, I don't think most Bengals fans... Still, though, even if they found their guy at quarterback in year one, we're expecting to go win this division or anything like that. So it's really the onus is on the Browns. Um, And I don't know if that's too much pressure for the Browns, if things could completely fall apart for them with that kind of pressure, or if they're just going to be focused and go out there and and destroy the Bengals. It looks like most voters think that the Browns are going to win this one handily with nearly uh, a touchdown favorite in this game.
2: Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's a short week Thursday night. I always harp on that, but. I mean, it's a road trip across Ohio you don't get a lot of time to prepare. That's the problem is not a lot of practice time to get ready for this game with a first-time quarterback, obviously. Um, I think the Bengals' offensive line is at a big disadvantage against Miles Garrett especially, but that front in general. But I think the the weapons for Cincinnati have an advantage over the back seven of Cleveland. Um, I don't know that we won't leave this game saying Cincinnati has the better quarterback. I mean, I don't think that's far-fetched. And reality is, I think they might. the Browns might go as far as Nick Chubb takes them. And I know him and Hunt split, but I think a lot of that's because they were getting beat so bad. And that's not a knock on Hunt at all, but I think it's got to be a Chubb game and just keep feeding him the ball and things might go well. But I still, have. I got the the Bengals like 24, no, I got the Browns, I'm sorry, 24, 23. Cincinnati finds a way to lose too.
1: Do you think we saw maybe a glimpse into the future of how that usage is going to be with with Kareem Hunt being on the level with Chubb and maybe Chubb owners that drafted him in the, at the end of the first round of their fantasy drafts thinking, man, I didn't know this was going to be a complete timeshare. And even in a lot of weeks, like week one, uh, Kareem Hunt being the guy who leads in, in the fantasy categories.
2: It's a good question because they just gave Hunt money and that's the biggest cheat code ever as an NFL analyst is look where where people are putting their money in their draft picks and they gave it to Hunt not to sit on the bench and be a handcuff for fantasy owners. I mean, so he's going to be involved, um, but I think game script had a lot to do with that, too. You know that if you're thinking big picture for Cleveland, you're losing in Baltimore in a game you probably can't win And you're going to throw more and try to be in comeback mode. And you know you have a Thursday night game right around the corner. Maybe you don't lean on Chubb in the second half in that week one game to prepare for this day. That's why I think tonight will be so telling. And I got a little skin in the game. I mean, my first two picks were Mixon and Chubb. And I hope they both go bonkers tonight. And I'm a little worried about Mixon, too. Like. And comeback time, it was Geo again. Get, get get him out of the picture.
1: I can't believe like Geo Bernard is borderline Chase Daniels of running backs, right? Yeah. Where where he's just hanging on with this with this backup role forever. And I can't believe he's been on the same team for so long. Um, but you know he's valuable on those third downs when you need a guy who can pass block a little bit for you and catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, he's he's a valuable player, and he must be well loved within the organization and in the locker room. To have hung on this long with the same franchise not being uh, a number one back for most of it um one of the big keys i think for this one that i don't like for the browns is how many injuries they have like they have one of the longest injury reports in the league and uh their their rookie offensive tackle jedrick wills is questionable jarvis landry is questionable um Jack Conklin. I mean, what if they were without both of their offensive tackles? I bet they both play. Questionable tends to be probable in the NFL. Uh, but then there's guys who are out in the in the secondary, which really hurts. You've got Greedy Williams out and Kevin Johnson out. And so um, I... I, I think Who just went to IR. Yeah, and Joku, which was... And he had a nice little week one there after yeah. after trying to to facilitate a trade during the offseason. So uh, there are some questions there in the backfield. Can the defensive line make up for it? Can you pressure Burrow enough... And we saw that Bengals offensive line get pressured quite a bit by the Chargers in week one. So can that continue? I think that's where even more than than the Browns offense, I think defensively, their defensive line has to win for them to go win, and, and uh, especially to win by six and a half, seven points.
2: And I think that's feasible. Garrett's a superstar. Um, I know they got blown out, but Ojanobi played really well and is a quality player. Vernon's a good player. But I think that Bengals' defensive line's a lot better than people think, too. I mean, you mentioned the tackles. I assume they play, but if they're banged up, you know, Dunlap can be a, a, a problem. In general, that Bengals' front four isn't too shabby. And Baker always, you know, rolls to his right when he feels pressure, and, you know, I mean, he's become very predictable.
1: That said, I think I'll take the points with Cincinnati. Six, yeah, six and a half, I, I think they can keep it close enough. So, you know, I don't know if I would – an outright win and I don't really like betting on a road team to just barely cover but that's the way I'm going to go with this one just because I don't know what to expect from either one of these teams so I'll go Bengals with those points
2: I don't feel like the Browns should be giving anyone six and a half
1: right now it's a lot of points it's a lot of points I think if this was week one I could see it but after what we saw in week one from both these teams I think it's a little high
2: yeah I do too I think if I I mean obviously Vegas knows way more than me but this seems like a three-point spread to me not a six and a half
1: or all right, speaking of picks, let's get to the Action Network Sunday six-pack with Chris Rabon next. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and Vitamin B6 to give you support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else, CBD MD has to offer. They're offering... Our listeners, 25% off your next order when you use promo code LOCKEDONNFL at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com. Use promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $25 off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. It's my pleasure to welcome back to the show Chris Raybon of the Action Network. You can find him on Twitter at Chris Ray Bond. We had such a good time last week talking about the picks and and you guys make your six pack that represent the Action Network. And Matt and I make our six pack on Friday that represent the Locked On Podcast Network. And not really, it represents just the, the two of us. And okay. we all did pretty well. But Chris, I got to tell you, Matt and I just edged you out. We made five of our six and, and you guys nice. had, had four of six. So it was a really good week for everybody involved. The listeners out there, if they didn't believe us in our football knowledge before last week, maybe they'll put a little more stock into it. Uh I did go three 0 with my three picks, but that's uh I don't I don't expect that to happen every every week. My favorite <laughs> game was Packers over Vikings. Packers getting points. That was like that was the one I was pumping. That was my number one draft pick, and that one looked really good. The only losses on the week for all of us together was Panthers instead of three and a half, it was half a point off. It was four points as uh the Raiders beat the Panthers thirty-four-thirty, and that was one of Matt's picks and your picks over there at the Action Network, and the other one was Dolphins and Patriots was the only other loss on the week. So, not bad. It was only two games pretty that good. accounted for those three complete losses.
0: Pretty good week, I must say. Um, you know, start always like to start off strong. But, uh, yeah, that's a good call on the, on the Packers. Because I did not expect
2: the Vikings defense. I, I knew they would have
0: kind of a rough start, but I didn't expect them to be that that bad.
2: And My, my lock, if I was going to have a lock, was the Ravens laying the points. That went pretty well, to say the least. Chris, I got a broad betting question for you. Week one, Brian, we haven't talked about this enough, but the kicking was horrendous in week one. I mean, just the inability to put the ball between the uprights, extra points, field goals, whatever. And there was a lot of things I was looking for with the pandemic and the lack of practice time, but I didn't think that was one of them. Was that a fluky week? Does that change your thoughts on over/unders or anything? Do you think it's something we can bank on, or just brush it off and see what happens going down the line? It's a good question. So the first thing I need to know: it's notoriously unpredictable in
0: terms mm-hmm. of, like, if you're trying to project out uh, field goal percentages or extra point percentages in a given week, it's very unpredictable to begin with, but. I do think that perhaps, you know, there wasn't, uh, as we know, as much camp and as much practice time. And kickers uh, don't actually get that much work in camp. Like, I think if you oh. towed it up, you know, uh, I, I would think things like, okay, in camp this guy hit like 30, of, you know, 25, 30. So they're only getting like, what, you know, a few kicks per day, uh in, in camp, I guess you, you could say. And so perhaps, that, uh, you know, losing a couple months, Really, you know, because reps, reps are what, you know, make you better at doing something. You know, I think we all know that. So, um, you know, I think it, it's actually a, a very good possibility that we could continue to see some subpar kicking. Now, there's also, you know, with goskowski in particular, because that was just a roller coaster right. of a game. I know he was coming off hip surgery. Uh, so I'm not sure if that, you know, maybe impacted him, you know, in a, in a way that had nothing really to do with, um, you know, the, the, the rest of the kickers. But at the same time, we also saw, uh, you know, a couple of injuries, uh, you know, for, for kickers. I know uh, the, the guy in Cincinnati, what was it, a Bullock? I think, you know, he pulled like two calves kicking uh, on, the, on that field goal at the end of the game. So I don't – it could be a combination of just lack of reps and, you know, maybe a not guy's not loose enough because um, it, it was certainly an issue in week one. I, I wouldn't go as far as to say – it would change how I'm looking at over-unders. But, you know, there are certain teams where, you know, I think you got to be careful on the spreads because, you know, the difference – like, for example, the Titans, I think they opened as as like an 11-point favorite, and they're they're down to eight. And and I think a lot of that is people, you know, kind of worried about, okay, you know, they may be, you know, winning by what should be two scores or, you know, 10 points, but can they make those field goals? Can they make those extra points? So uh, it's definitely something to watch.
1: Did we learn anything from home field advantage in week one with the Jacksonville Jaguars being the only team that had fans in the stands Sunday having one of the best upsets of the week?
0: <laughs> I mean, I was very down on, on the Colts entering the year. I just thought that they were overrated given that Phil Rivers can single-handedly lose games. And, you know, in week one, he kept saying, essentially single-handedly lost the game. I don't know if that was due to fans or due to Phil Rivers just throwing some you know, interceptions that he should have thrown. T.Y. and of course, had a couple of drops that he doesn't usually drop. And uh, the Colts' defense allowed 20 pass attempts to Gardner Minshew, and nine of, 19 of them complete. So <laughs> there was a lot of problems with the Colts. Uh, I don't know if it was home field. I actually we had the Jags. I, I took the Jags plus eight when the Lions first opened. So I'm feeling good about that one, but I, I, it's tough to say it's home field because we've seen this out of Rivers before, right? You know, like he, he's always kind of the guy with a pretty good team behind him. You're excited about the defense. I think last year the Chargers had a win total of 10, and they won five games. And a lot of it was due to Rivers uh, turning the ball
1: over. Well, let's get into the week two slate of games here on Sunday. And I know you and your co-host Stucky over there at the Action Network do your draft. For those of you who missed our episode last week, the action sports guys make their picks and they draft their games just as Matt and I did on Friday. And you guys come up with your six pack of picks. So let's, uh, let's break those out. I don't know who went first. Was it you or Stucky that went first here? Let's, uh, let's hear what your favorite six games are from this Sunday's slate of games. Yeah,
0: so last week uh, I went first, uh, my Bills hit, and uh, so I ended up with uh, in the in six-pack with a 3-2 edge on Stucky being a point more for our first pick. So, uh, he had the Dolphins, so I'm um, feeling good about that. i don't lead on him in our competition, but uh, got to catch you guys. So uh, Stucky had the first pick this week, and uh, he went with the New York Giants plus five and a half at the Chicago Bears, and I like that pick. I, I was going to take that one first if he did it. I just, you know, I look at Chicago, and they got really lucky to cover last week, uh, which I was happy about, because I had them, but I'm really lucky, you know, down 23-6, entering the fourth quarter, uh, Mitch Trubisky struggling, and you look at the Giants and how they played it, and Daniel Jones had a couple of really tough interceptions, he threw one right to T.J. Watt on a a short pass, and uh, another one on that 19-play drive, but you still look overall at the Giants, and... I think they held up pretty well considering the opponent. Uh, you know, they, they stifled Roethlisberger for much of the first half. They uh, were able to, you know, put together a bunch of long drives on a really good defense. Darius Slayton, quickly emerging as their top wide receiver, had a big game against the secondary game against. Um, and, and so that's a great tune-up game, I think, to play with these Bears, who are probably just. A, you know, uh, kind of a weaker version of the Steelers. You know, not quite as good on defense, still very good on defense, but uh, the offense uh, kind of shaky. So I think the Giants can certainly stay in this game. Uh, you you never know what's going to happen with the turnovers, really for both quarterbacks. But I definitely think the Giants can stay in this game, potentially even pull off the upset. So if I'm kind of if I'm getting more than you know a field goal here uh, with the dog, even on the road, uh, I'm taking the New York Giants.
2: I like that one. I mean, I'm expecting a low scoring game. The bears aren't going to put up 35 on you. And if you're going to give me five and a half, uh, that makes a lot of sense Uh, as good as the bears D is too. They're not going to hold Saquon Barkley to six yards on 15 carries.
0: Yeah. That was a, that was a really tough offensive uh, line performance from the giants. And uh, yeah, you get a little more in the run game from Saquon because he was still great in the past game. And, uh, you know, you're, you play that kind of game against the Bears instead of the Steelers, and you probably come away with the, with the straight-up win. So I actually bought this up to a six uh, on my personal, you know, portfolio at, at my 115 juice instead of 110. So I would recommend if people can get a six. You know, that's a key number. Uh, a lot of games end on, you know, three, six, seven. Uh, so uh, if people can get that six, I would recommend that as well.
1: All right, we've got the Giants getting five and a half over the Chicago Bears. What is uh, pick number two, your first selection on this Sunday six-pack?
0: The Dallas Cowboys, baby. Uh, You know, Dallas was a team that I was betting against in week one. uh, We both were. A lot of people were uh, against the Rams. That line actually flipped by the time of kickoff. The the Rams ended up being, I think, a, a small favorite after Dallas was favored much of the week and much of the off season. So uh, now coming back in week two, a great spot uh, for for Dallas to rebound. Dak Prescott was held in check by a really good performance from the Rams defense, especially their cornerbacks. But uh, now he's going against Atlanta. Atlanta allowed 31 of 35 passing for 322 yards with four touchdowns and no picks to Russell Wilson. Uh, And one of those four incompletions on 35 attempts was a drop by Seattle. So uh, it's going to be really tough, I think, for Atlanta to stay in it defensively. They'll they'll score some points, as as they always do, and put up some yards. But Dak Prescott versus sub-500 teams in his career, 16-6, 73% against the spread. Dan Quinn with the Falcons after a straight-up loss coming back the next week only covers 39% of the time against the spread. So the Falcons, despite all their offensive weaponry, uh, and despite the fact that they have a great ability to think backdoor cover with Ryan
2: and Julio, uh, not very good bouncing back
0: uh, under Dan Quinn.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I know both these teams lost in week one, but if you asked me 10 days ago who's the better team, I would have said Dallas by two tiers, and not that Atlanta's mm-hmm. a bad team. I'm not going to change my tune after one week that much on either team.
1: And this line has changed from seven to four and a half, right? The wow. Cowboys favorite. Yeah I,
2: got, yeah. I got it at four. And uh, again, I think that's an
0: overreaction. This is, this is overreaction week. And because I think the Dallas Cowboys were really hyped up to win the division, um, you know, it, it, it kind of, and, it, and they were on primetime, right? So, you know, the Falcons kind of lost on, on a 1 p.m. game, you know, the, the whole crowd watching, but like, Dallas lost in prime time for everyone to see, and they struggled a little bit on offense. You, know, you don't expect that team to put up just 17 points. Uh, this is a great rebound spot for them. And their offensive line, I expect it to take some time. I think that's not going to be a strong as it was in recent years uh, with Connor Williams and, and the new center. But uh, overall, I think this is the spot where Dallas rebounds. And, yeah, all the way down to four, four and a half, uh, that, that's way too low. I still have this game. It's you know, Dallas by you know six uh,
1: or more. All right. Coming up the rest of the Sunday six pack from action network right here on the Peacock and Williamson NFL show
2: this season, get football on your time with NFL game pass. See all the action from every game with full game replays. You can also replay an entire game and catch all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, all in one place. An NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. So go to NFL.com/Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass where football never stops.
1: Sunday six pack featuring Chris Raybon, game number three.
2: So this is
0: Stucky's second pick, Indianapolis. Three point favorites against Minnesota. This is one, honestly, that makes me the most nervous. And it's not because of anything to do with Minnesota. I think we should be really concerned about them uh, after that defensive performance. But looking at the Colts, I don't know what to think either because, you know, as, as you guys mentioned, they lost, uh, you know, on the road to a Jaguars team that's, you know, if you look at kind of, you're trying to gauge the strength of schedule here. The Jaguars are considered by some to be the worst team in the league, and the Colts allowed one in completion. You know, it's not just that they turn the ball over, they're allowed one in completion and three touchdown passes to Gardner Minshew with, you know, the Jaguars' you know, number two receiver last year, uh, a healthy scratch. So I'm concerned about both these teams. I actually have it power rated closer to, to Colts by just one and a half. So I'm actually showing more value on the Vikings, but uh, Steph likes the Colts here. He's more concerned uh, about the Vikes. so uh, you know we'll go with we'll go with the Colts here and cross our
1: fingers. <laughs> a lot of a lot of own one teams facing off, man, and and this could yeah. be. There's because look, I host locked on 49ers, and there was a lot of folks that, that kept giving me stats about hey, this team lost week one, won the Super Bowl. Teams that go 0 and 1, it's not that big of a deal. You got to bounce back in week two and win. But for teams that go 0 and 2 to start a season, it is uh, astronomical how difficult it is to go win in a season. So there, there's a lot of big games here with a lot riding on some of these 0 uh, 1 versus 0 1 matchups.
0: Well, you know what's great about being 0 1? facing the Jets next weekend.
1: That is the best yeah, That terrible. is the best thing you can do if you go 0-1 is get to go play the Jets. Absolutely, yeah. Is, is that one of your picks there?
0: Uh, it actually wasn't. So I, I'll just tell you guys, uh, it wasn't one of the picks for, for me. Stucky um, actually thinks that the, the Jets may have some value, but we both love the under uh, in that game. I bet it at 43.5. I believe it's down to 42.5, but you look at the Niners, and they're going to have to play close to the best with all those injuries on offense. They're still breaking in a in new interior your line as well, and then the Jets. You know they walk through every bell bell. They're not able to force a shootout. So uh, that's a, that's the underplay for me. Not one of the six picks. Though.
1: Let's move on to your fourth pick in Sunday's six pack.
0: Going back to Carolina, uh, they are uh, anywhere from eight and a half to, to ten point underdogs against the the. The uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and listen, this is a play where and, and these are the plays that you're you know betters if you really want to kind of make a lot of picks in a given week and, and still be profitable, you're gonna have to take some of these ugly ones and some of these big underdogs because uh, that's how the books tend to get you. And you look at the pan the, the the Panthers played a competitive game had a had a chance late in that game. Um, against the Raiders. I think the Panthers are going to be a competitive team all year long, even if they don't lose many games. And you look even last year when, when the Panthers were, uh, you know, pretty bad as well. And, you know, half of their games, they, they lost 11 games. Six of those 11 came by one score. Uh, and then, of course, they lost by one score in week one. So going back to the beginning of last year, seven of their 12 losses uh, have come by one score. And then you look at the, the Bucks, and, you know, Tom Brady – he didn't look sharp in, in that first week, uh, you know, losing some practice time to Evans last week. This week he's losing practice time with Godwin, uh, We, you know, Godwin in that concussion protocol. This is, doesn't look like a team early in the year at least that you, you can be confident in that's going to blow teams out, right? So uh, that's how we kind of have to look at this. If you're getting anything more than eight uh, again, with those Panthers against the Bucks. I think you have to take it in this spot. Uh, just not confident yet that this Bucks team uh, has hit stride. I think it will at some point, but they're still working out the kinks uh, with that offense. And uh, the Panthers usually play competitive games. Remember, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, in his career as a starter, uh, is still 28 and 8 uh, with the you know against the spread, even after that loss, 78. percent And since 2015, you guys mentioned the you know the the, the kicks. You know, since they moved the extra point back. Nine to ten point underdogs, which is you know you're getting more than a one score game. Forty three and fifteen
2: and one uh, against the spread, seventy four percent since they moved the extra hmm. quarterback. Interesting. When when you mentioned that game, I thought, man, I do not <laughs> want to bet against the. Fox. <laughs> I could sense yeah, Matt Brady. because
1: Matt is not big on the Panthers either.
2: No, fair, that, that's completely fair. <laughs> that, that's a big number though, and I do think the Panthers' offense is pretty good. I totally agree, I, and like, the key really is going to be. Uh, can you, you know? Can
0: Joe Brady do some different things? And you know, this is going to be the focus for them this week with Christian McCaffrey because in his two games against the Bucks last year, uh, it was it was it was tough. It was under three yards of carry, and I think it was six yeah. catches combined. But that when you, a lot of times in the NFL, these things tend to regress because that's going to be the whole focus. It's like, how do we get McCaffrey free? And he's you know pretty much the best offensive player in the league besides Patrick Mahomes. So uh, you know, it, it, I think the Panthers can stay close. I'm not saying. Get on the money wire or anything. I'm just saying, you know, more than eight points in this league, this early in the year and we don't know that much about these teams is a lot.
1: All right, here you go. Pick five of six in Sunday's six pack from the Action Network. Who you got?
0: We talked about the Cardinals last week and they were they were, they were in a good spot against those. And, and, those, and you're Niners, man, but uh, uh, they ended up going off the upset and uh, going back to them this week's six and a half point favorites, the Washington team. I think. You know, like going to be a little bit of uh, an overreaction to the football team upsetting the Eagles. I'd be more worried about the Eagles than I would uh, bullish on the football team. They have a great front, seven. They're going to get sacks. Uh, but who does that remind you of? The 49ers. Who does right. Kyle Murray get a lot of problems to every time they play? The 49ers. Great tune-up game in week one for the Cardinals to now go play kind of an inferior version of what they faced and won against last week. Uh, So uh, this is actually Stuck's pick, but I I agree with it. I actually have the Arizona Cardinals power rated seven and a half against the football team. Uh, Still kind of an uneven performance on offense from the football team. Got a lot of gifts from Philadelphia that I just don't know they get uh, from Kyler Murray, especially when you consider that this Hopkins Murray connection, which we thought might take a while
2: to kind of develop. Uh, It's there. It's there. 14 catches. It's there. Yeah, it's funny you brought this game up because, you know, Kyler kind of reminds me of early career Watson and Wilson where, yeah, maybe they'll take a lot of sacks. But that doesn't mean that they don't move the football and make big plays. And the, their their line is obviously overmatched against Chase Young and Ron Payne and all those guys. But you still got to get them on the ground.
1: Right. And the rush plan is big. And that's where the 49ers match up and, and they hate going against those athletic Quarterbacks And this is where that can thwart that defensive line, like you mentioned, Chris, because you have to play rushing escape routes and rushing lanes and contain as a pass rush unit. You can't just go after the quarterback like you normally would. So uh, it's a double whammy there because now the quarterback has more time in the pocket and he ends up escaping anyway.
2: Yeah. And that back, real quick, that back seven isn't all that impressive. I mean, once he breaks contain or gets past that front line, he's the best athlete on the field. No, I was just gonna say, you know, Carson Wentz missed a couple of throws downfield to, to Rager and Jackson and those guys,
0: just a lack of chemistry. But you know, Kyle Murray's gonna have his opportunities against that secondary.
1: All right, we've got the Giants, Cowboys, Colts, Panthers, and Cardinals. Action Network, one more selection here in Sunday's six pack. Who's gonna finish it up?
0: The Green Bay Packers against the Lions. Listen, the Lions are a team that I want to like uh, every you know, every year. I, I like what Daryl Bell was done with the offense, but uh, this team just finds ways to lose games. I don't think they're that well coached, to be honest. And I don't, I don't know, you know, why that is, because I think Matt Patricia came from a good environment in New England, but it, it appears that, that that kind of transition hasn't exactly uh, you know, worked out quite yet. And, you know, you look at the collapse in the fourth quarter, but, uh, you know, more than that, Detroit now banged up in the secondary. They put, uh, you know, Justin Coleman on IR. Their other corners are banged up as well. Uh, you know, Galladay is still kind of iffy. So this is a, you know, this is already kind of a banged up, beat up Detroit team going to Lambo. and this is when Aaron Rodgers is at his best. You know, impre- as impressive as that win on the road against the Vikings were, uh, was last week. Rodgers at Lambeau in his career, 56-32-4 and against the spread, that's 64%. Divisional home game, 21-11 against the spread, 61%. And, you know, this kind of speaks to, you know, Patricia and his struggles, uh, but also Matthew Stafford never really gotten it quite together uh, in the big spots either, just 28 44 2 39% against the spread versus winning teams. And, and that includes, you know, teams that are just 1-0. But, you know, the Packers went 13-3 last year, they probably should have gotten more like 10-6, um, you know, when you consider their point differential. But either way, this is a, a good football team. Matthew Stafford and the Lions tend to come up short in these spots. Uh, even though they did play Green Bay post last season, uh, I think this is a bad, ti- bad timing
2: uh, for the Lions to have to go to Lambo. This smells like an over to me, too. Absolutely, yeah. That, that Green Bay offense quickened
0: Valdez-Scantling, Lazard right. giving, giving him some support to, uh, to Devontae.
1: I saw another stat about Matthew Stafford, too. When Galladay's in the lineup, he's throwing the ball uh, on deep passes, you know, which is 20-plus yards down the field, like 20-something percent of the time. It was only 7% of the time with Galladay out of the lineup last week. And if you don't have those big plays and utilizing Stafford's arm, it's going to be tough for that Lions offense.
0: Absolutely, it's just it's 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 just bad timing early in the year, and and that's a great point because that's really what we like, I think, about that Lions offense is that they're throwing deep more often. Uh, although the Packers have some good play on the back end, uh, you know, I think they'll be able to kind of hold up against against Gallaudet, even if he is in the lineup. But but yeah, just night and day uh, if he's not one hundred percent.
1: Okay, there it is the Sunday six pack for Action Network. Thanks to Chris Ray- Raybon, we've got. The Giants plus five and a half over the Bears. The Cowboys minus four over the Falcons. The Colts minus three over the Vikings. Panthers giving up, uh, no, getting eight points over the Buccaneers. The Cardinals giving up six and a half points over Washington. And the Packers minus six over the Lions. Good stuff there. I hope the the W's continue, Chris, for both the Action Network and Peacock and Williamson this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, man, it, it came really fast this week, right, after after week one. It's like Thursday, there's already football again, man. I love it. <laughs>
0: Love it, guys, and uh, yeah, great week one. I'm I'm sure the listeners are are thrilled. We we, uh, combined to kill it, but five and one, that's that's impressive. So uh, great week one for you guys.
1: Absolutely. All right, we'll talk to you next Thursday, Chris. Thanks so much.
0: Thanks a lot, guys. Take care.